Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good, you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyers, Anita Adams here, your host of the Joyful Journey podcast, and today I'm excited to introduce you to a multi-award-winning businesswoman, Deborah Drummond. Deborah is a national marketing director at Neora, a skincare and wellness company. She's also a motivational and top performance speaker, a multiple best-selling author, and the founder and host of Mission Accepted Media. What Deborah is most proud of and passionate about is her two children, her daughter, Chloe, and her son, Ocean. Deborah is a pioneer in integrating the mind, body, and spirit in everything she does, which I believe is one of the key reasons why she has had such tremendous success in both her personal and professional life. Today, we're going to talk about bringing the mind, body, and spirit together and the art of surrender. Welcome, Deborah. I'm so excited to have you join us today. Me too, Anita. Congratulations on the show. This is exciting. Yeah. It's us. Talk about a joyful journey. It's been a lot of fun. I I love it so much. I love having the opportunity to connect with amazing people like yourself. So this is, you know, it's just, it's how it expands me and my world is this podcast in many ways. I know it's beautiful, right? It's a, it, it is definitely a door opener and I learn, I think I learn more when I come on to shows <laughs> than I, you know, than I do when I'm searching for the topic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm putting it out there. I really want to come on to your show one day. So let's uh, make that well, happen too. When we finish chatting, then let's just get you in the books. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting you on the spot when we're on my show. <laughs> Love it. I think that was in the works. I think that was in the works. <laughs> awesome. All right. I want to start by exploring what you mean by integrating the mind, body, and spirit. Okay. So for those that don't know, um, I mean, I owned a private health studio for 27 years and I worked on 30,000 clients. And the whole premise behind what I did and do and how it can fluctuate into business, people go, oh, that's kind of interesting. They can see when you're doing a massage or a healing session on someone, they come, they're ready to let go. They're ready to like, as we talk about surrender and you help integrate them back into themselves. Mm. So the word integration for me is about bringing it all back together and feeling connected. So when someone would come for a massage, it's a connected experience. Um, I, for my own spiritual practice, still do four treatments a month. And the whole premise behind this very, what I would call spiritual treatment is bringing people back together within themselves. Because, you know, a lot of times the answers to everything that we're doing is within. We kind of know, I call it the three minutes before you put your head on the pillow kind of stuff. You know, it's like when you go to, um, when you go to bed at night, And it's that quietness when you hit your pillow, even if you're in bed with your partner, you still have your own quiet, private moment as you start to close your eyes. And when you start to open where your knowingness is pretty ready to have a conversation. So I think whatever it is that we're talking about, when you integrate yourself, which is why journaling is a powerful tool, Mm -hmm. which is why coaches are are powerful tools because they reflect back in this quiet private environment of usually one-on-one where you can get into the better, deeper work. And that's where the other part of you starts to step up and ask those different questions. For me, it's really the integration within. And then you take that out into the world. I mean, I would have people come to me for treatments. We do this integration. I mean, treatments don't have to be as long. The the one that I'm talking about that I do a lot of is six hours. So, you know, we best get to yeah, I know. That's, so it, that's a spiritual treatment? Um, so yeah, it's called a Rose Kaya Kelpa. Um, I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner, so it's based in Ayurvedic principles. And it includes massage, it includes letting go, it includes um, really working through the body. Um, so yeah, not to divert too much, but when I was when I work through the body, I don't go past massaging here 
So this part tells me it's done. Like literally having the six hour span with somebody to go through each part of the body, working each part of the body. And when the hands are done, we go to the arms. When it's done, we go. Um, and so, you know, rarely I said to people, have you ever had a two, two and a half hour full body massage where the intention is to remove everything that's blocking on any level? And then having a gorgeous, beautiful, you know, we have a shocker bath and refreshing shower. And there's other things that we do in the treatment um, that allow it to be six hours. And then have you ever, so for me, when I talk, think about integration, I have to, because it was such a big part of my life and is, have you ever, I know that you've gone for a massage. I know you have. Because yeah, not you're a six kind of hour person. massage. <laughs> yes. No, but imagine having a massage. And do you know how you always kind of get up after you're like, oh, I've lied here for a few minutes, or I know they have another client or what have you. Have you ever imagined someone saying to you, get up when you're ready? Like, seriously, get up when you're ready. If he does often have a nap, super fine with me. If you decide to lie there for an hour, super fine with me. Because when the body gets that place to integrate, then honestly, for me, that's when the treatment starts. When I stop with you, that's when your treatment starts because now you are integrated. Now your body's telling you things. You could get visions. You could get here. But at the very, very least, if you see nothing, hear nothing, feel nothing, you are at peace. And that is something that people um, don't experience a lot of or enough of. Or some people. With, yeah. With the time frame, it's kind of like after you do, you know, I know that um, in your retreats, there's, you know, yoga, body movement, and then you lie on the floor, you lie on the mat, right? Imagine lying on the mat until your body says it's time to get up. You don't have to rush to anything. There's nowhere else to go. You don't have to worry about the instructor or the massage therapist or the person having something else to do. That powerful time, whatever it is, like whatever it is, is, oh my gosh, Adam, you, you can't put a, you can't put a word to it. You can't put a dollar sign to it. You can't put a nothing. It really truly is. It's a rarity. So um, how we went down this rabbit hole, I don't know, but it is a beautiful experience of full integration at your pace, right. which is why retreats are a beautiful thing, right? Why retreats are a beautiful thing. Go for a walk, let me know when you come back, those kind of things. But mm -hmm. having to not have to do anything, having someone else do the integration, allowing you to go into your own process mm -hmm. and then come up. Honestly, I've had people after that, like shifts, like, wow, you know, or the business deal closed or, um, hmm. you know, the relationship got better or whatever it is. Right. Right. So it's, it's opening up something inside the person that you're working with. Yeah. And it's working, you know, we work three levels, right. Physical, emotional, and spiritual. Right. And so when you're massaging someone's head or you're massaging someone's arm, if you work on that person's body intentionally to release on all levels, then you could easily massage the muscle. That's okay. Great. The muscle, but this body isn't, this part isn't finished yet. It's not ready. So we're clearly, we're clearing out at the same time, any debris, any toxicity, any, um, any beliefs that aren't fulfilling, you know, all that kind of stuff went. And then when I get told to go to the next part of the body, that's what I do. Okay. I, I want to stop on that. When you get told to go on mm -hmm. to the next part of your body, what are you picking up? Right. So I'm integrated before I do a treatment like that. I meditate the whole day before. Oh, so wow. I'm prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared in my connectedness to go work on someone else's connectedness and bring them to a piece of place of peace. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I eat differently the day before I meditate. I, um, you know, not that I watch the news now, but I would stay away from anything that would mess with my your energy yeah. yeah with my with my thought process and everything is about that person having their evolution what that looks like so yeah that's what I do so it's um so it so I'm being able to listen I think you probably get that your listeners probably understand having an intuitive sense or hearing intuitive words or being told so you know I do a lot of channeling right do a lot of channeling I'm there. I hear messages. And after we have the treatment where they have, you know, completed their time, they ring a little bell. I come in with some food and some drink, and then we have some talk. Then we talk and I share and they share. And this is what I sense. And this is what I heard. And this is what I got. And this is what I, and then we have that time of kind of commune and, and, um, 
it's like kind of like a coaching session that you have with your, your yeah clients? like whatever I've heard I'm like okay so in your chakras because when we do that work I do I also yeah. do chakra work as well I balance their chakras and clear their aura and clear their energy and um and if they're, they're depleted somewhere I kind of fill them up and if they need some things to be let go then I take it out of their you know take it out of their auras um, and then, yeah, we have that time and that conversation. If there's anything I need to share, which normally there is, um, I actually, as I'm doing the treatment, I'm writing things down. I have pen and paper and I just write things down and I share information and they also share insight because they've definitely gotten insight and it's really powerful. The first time I received that treatment was an incredible experience. Um, I was taught by an amazing woman who was taught by Mahat Gandhi's practitioner, this very rare treatment that um, women wouldn't, weren't necessarily taught back in the day when she learned it, um, that her father had position and that just allowed, allowed that to happen. And I remember when I was doing my first session, um, with her and it was the first time after probably, I don't know, 18 years of business or something that I was actually able to see my business as an entity outside of myself. And she's like, I really need you to talk to your business. And what would you like to tell your business? And it was like, Bam. I, I was so integrated with my business and realized I could have a conversation with it and go, Hey, wouldn't mind if the marketing worked a little better or <laughs> Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, this is, you know, and actually had a conversation with my business. And so there's these, I mean, who would have thought that who would have thought that, but there was, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things that happened for me in my session. Obviously you don't do that much work in that depth of time, but wow. Did I ever feel postured within myself and it was like I got to come back to myself because even when we you know I meditate in the morning I listen to things I'm you know I'm 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 pretty positive I it's a very you know rare experience that I come up against something that's not uplifting or you know even as I was getting ready to come talk to you I was like I got four minutes I can put on a really nice country song because I have this thing for country music yeah. and I was like oh this will be great before the before the conversation you know so I I am that person anyways but when you get to get yourself out of the way and let your body decide when it's yeah. done, mm -hmm. when my body wants to get up off the table, when my, you know what I mean? Not my mind, but my actual body goes, we're done. We're complete. And I ring my little bell. <laughs> so why do you suppose so many people don't allow their bodies to make the decisions on things that we we're so up in our head all the time? I think there's two things. One is how, how often do you hear of that space being made other than going for a three-day retreat or going on holidays? I mean, those are, those are kind of, um, I don't want to say man-made, but those are, those are the structures that we have that has been established, right? So, um, so I can go here and I can go there. So we kind of plan our bliss a little bit, you know, plan our bliss. Go to yoga. Yeah. 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 That's a good name, right? I think yeah. I'll get a t-shirt. I think I'll make the t-shirt. So um, <laughs> you probably would too. <laughs> Just it. for you. Just for you. Okay, we better write that down. Yeah. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Remind me later. There you go. That's an intuitive moment. But um, so we plan our bliss, right? We go to yoga, we meditate, we um, have dinner with friends and all these things fulfill us. But to reverse that, I mean, I'm a big reverse engineer person in, in business. So if you were to top performance, if you were to reverse engineer your bliss, you would talk to your body, not your mind. So you would say, hey, we're going to go hang out for six hours. And most people, and I'll tell you straight up, when people book this treatment, um, it is the only treatment that I require a down payment because the mind can out talk the body more than the body out talks the mind. So we know we need it. We know we need the peace. We know we need the serenity. We know we need to get to ourselves because these kind of treatments shift everything. Like I honestly have had people get up into the car and by the time they got home, they're like three deals. One woman used to come up, she goes, she goes, it's minimum three deals that close after I come see you. Like, I don't even have to do anything because the energy shifts because that's her heart's desire. And that's what she really wants to happen. So when you give the body the decision, you're like, how does six hours sound? Your, your body's like, Ooh, I, I don't know. Like, I've never done that before. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, like, yeah, it's like very foreign. what would I do after? Or where would I, you know, who's going to pick up the kids or, Oh my God, that must cost a million dollars or listen to all the head questions, right? Your body'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. you know what I mean? <laughs> this tiny little voice. Tiny goes, little voice. 
Like, yeah, it's so cool. No, no, no. You know, there'd be like a little happy dance going on inside. It's like, oh, imagine six hours just for me. And then your head's like, that's ridiculous. And then, oh, if you have things of worthiness or deservedness, or I've got places for that money and that time to go to, and whoever does that, that's crazy. I've never done that before. No, you've never done that before. Because rarely it's left as an opportunity as well. I mean, when I first made that decision to go spend that time, I mean, I did, I did a decision that took me six days, six days in a woman's home that did Ayurveda on me, no phone. Right. And it, nice. and it took, you know, it took time for me. And I was like, wow, do I deserve, <laughs> I don't want to tell you the conversation my head had to have around the financial investment. It was, a, it was a game changer. Like it was a game changer in my life, but you can't know that till you do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm so intrigued. I would, I would love to have that kind of experience. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm going to, we'll have to talk. <laughs> we'll have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. So guessing, but there, it is, it's, it's like kind of soul survival. That's the word of that. It kind of comes up for me around yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and once you do it, you're like, it just, it, it, it lines everything up. It's interesting. It's, I remember listening to uh, Wayne Dyer talk once and uh, he, you know, he's like, you know, whenever I called Deepak, you know, I'd call Deepak with my issues, right? And I'd say, Deepak, I've got this challenge. I need you to work it out. And he goes, it used to just tick me off because Deepak would say, meditate and call me back, you know? And, and uh, he's like, no, 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 I really need an answer. I don't have time to go meditate. Like, look, this is really serious. I got to, you know, whatever I'm going to interview or not. Interview. He's like, meditate and call me back. Because when you, so imagine being having this amazing, gorgeous experience and your mind being able to unwind, yeah. you have a lot of, things that you are needing answers to you you are on a subtle lesson little needing little decisions whether it's your business or your movement or whatever and they just come yeah and they come there they're within you yeah yeah, they come in a gentle loving form with options yeah and then you also yeah you remove things you know like getting a massage i would say body therapy can honestly not to negate because honestly I've done my share of talk therapy and it's brilliant and it's changed my life. But when you do a sense of body therapy like that, you could probably save yourself like five or six sessions. <laughs> Interesting. Just saying. Yeah. So just on yeah. that, you know, like making time for meditation or whatever it is your mm-hmm. your way in. Um, when my my coach, my business coach, she I was stressed out about a bunch of stuff. Uh, just just after the pandemic hit right and everything was going just nuts and she asked me so what calms you what makes you feel you know centered and calm and I said well when I go into nature for a walk and she's like okay I need I want you to commit to 30 days every day just go for a walk in nature and I'm like what (laughs) I can't do I don't have time for that I'm so busy how am I gonna possibly find time for that she's like no I need to just do it and that was the beginning of something really transformational for, for me. Um, meditation prior to that had been really challenging for me just to sit still long enough to quiet my mind. Going for a walk in nature, however, was that meditation. That was that, that um, time that I was committing to me, to myself and unplugging from the phones and the computer and the laundry or whatever, you know, like needed my attention and just stepping out into nature. And again, just the, the answers that came up and it, it actually shifted the direction of my life because I was able to quiet the stuff that was going on inside me. And I could start hearing the guidance that, and what I have come to call either your inner wisdom or your soul voice trying to guide Mm -hmm. you. And I believe that our soul voice is always there trying to guide us and give us the answers we, we need to move forward in the best direction of our life to create the most beautiful vision or version of who we are and our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyways, my little, my little input on that. No, it's important. It's important. And here's the interesting thing. I want your listeners to know, and your viewers to know, like, here's the interesting thing. Your conversation with yourself many times doesn't necessarily come while you're meditating or while you're walking, but when you dedicate some time, whatever that looks like for you, you know, whatever your mind can maneuver around starts to happen. The more I get into regular regime and like we all have stuff that throws us up life there's been some stuff lately that's just like woo, i choose to not do it that's the difference and i don't feel guilty about it either you know so when i do that regularly 
then your voice can talk to you in many different ways in many different times. Like for me, I always think I was like, I was like, God tends to have a shower with me, you know, because when I'm in the shower, for some reason, right, that's yeah. when God, universe, spirit, whatever I'm talking, I'm like showering away. That's when I, I get honestly, I'm like, oh, I need to call that person or I need to this or I need to that or I'll get these messages. Yeah. I don't know why they happen in the shower. Yeah. You know, I do my stuff in, and I have my shower and I and it tends to come to me. For some people, it's books. Books gets thrown at them or, you know, different things like that. So yeah. I think just when you get into that rhythm, it doesn't necessarily have to change those moments, but it does it does give yourself insight enough to share with you. And like you said, your walks have just been transformational yes. for you. I, yeah. I wonder if, if you're in a way you're strengthening a muscle by practicing it often that you'll start to hear that, that voice more often or get those insights or whatever it is, those, I like to call them the divine downloads that come to you. If you continue to have that dialogue with yourself, source, universe, God, will you continue to get more? And I I think the answer to that question is actually yes. I've, I've got another question for you that I I'm curious about. Do you have a number of daily non-negotiables that you practice that help you strengthen your mind, body, and spirit? Oh, well, yes, I do. I I do. I want to know what they are, Deborah. Oh, okay. Well, Lita, let's talk about that. So here's, here's some non-negotiables. Here's some non-negotiables. I shared with you earlier. So for me, morning time. So morning time is non-negotiable. Now I'm not going to say I'm imperfect. I'm going to say that sometimes I have to have conversations with myself and renegotiate when I'm under a massive project or a massive deadline. I sometimes choose to move my non-negotiables for a specific time. So I'm very regimented in my regime yet flexible. So I just want to put that out there because the last thing that any of us needs is any, I should be doing this because they are, I should, it's like, that's not how it works. People, that's not how it works. You know, I like my morning time. Some people, you know, that I know, I don't even think of calling them before 10 AM because personally they're not that nice. You know what I mean? Everybody's (laughs) got their, everybody's got their time. Right. So for me, the, the, the non-negotiable that I create is quiet space. When I wake up Mm -hmm. really just quiet space. When I wake up, now, if I choose to lately, the last week, I found a new meditation that I've been listening to for half an hour in the morning. So I make the morning about me. I let my, I give my, I get up early enough that I'm allowing myself to wake up at my own pace within the first half an hour. So that's pretty non-negotiable. That's pretty non-negotiable. Um, the other non-negotiable things that I, so that's my meditation time. That's my, this, the other non-negotiable for me, which might sound, you know, not bizarre, but is music. Like I don't go one day without listening. I'm going to say probably five to six songs. I listen to it. I, I use it for its highest good, which is usually my motivation and to shift my move. So mm-hmm. I love how Tony Robbins, he's like, you know, you got to shift your move. You've got to change your state. You were talking in the world of business. You'd be like, change your state. So how I changed my state before I came on here was, you know what? I put on a song that I wanted to hear to get myself knowing our topic was going to be more loving and caring. Um, maybe I would have put on, you know, um, I don't know, ACDC if we were doing a different topic, but I use music to change my state. That's pretty non-negotiable music in my life is a non-negotiable is a non-negotiable. Um, the other thing that's a non-negotiable is no matter what my, what meeting I'm in, no matter who's interviewing me, no matter who I'm interviewing and my kids know it, that if they send me a message, done, done, I'm there, I'm done. So that's for me a non-negotiable. And I don't know whether that's a spiritual non-negotiable, but for me, that's my kind of commitment. It makes me feel really good. And so um, if they, they know, if they 9-11 me, I don't really, I don't care where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm walking on a plane, I'm going to walk off that plane and I'm going to take that call. Mm-hmm. So there's some non-negotiables around that. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other non-negotiable for me is really, um, how can I say it in terms, maybe in terms of my business, maybe in terms of how, so how I can keep multiple things non-negotiable for me is, um, and some people, they're like, I don't believe in multitasking. I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in this. The non-negotiable is knowing the skills that work for me and not feeling, um, not feeling pressured to change that. Does that make sense? Like for me, I write out each evening, my priorities of the next day. Mm. 
people that might work, for some people don't. I keep pretty regimented around, you know, the reason why I created a planner for entrepreneurs is because I, you know, that's something for me, I'm very regimented around in the evening, I plan my next day. In the morning, I take a look at that and I go, and then I circle around the non-negotiables of that right. day. What, so what I could have priorities are. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. I write it down. I prioritize. I really have conversation with myself because I could say yes to many things. And, you mm-hmm. know, I've been, I'm a recovered yes person. Um, and then, so I really get really clear on what's important for that day. Mm-hmm. And then I take it down even further. So I, I really plan a lot of what it is that I do. And I stay really attached to that. I also write my messages out at night. I do a, a night completion. It's like, you know, what was, what, what, what were, what, you know, um, if I was, if I was my own coach, what are the things that I could look back on today that um, I could either be proud of myself for, or maybe do a little differently? Um, so it's like a, a daily reflection on, on how you yeah. Yeah. And you do you six actually or seven do this every questions. Week? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do this. Wow. Um, if there's 365 days a year, I do it at least 310. Okay. No wonder you, you know. had so much success and lots of yeah, clarity I, on what, on the direction you're yes. going and, and yes. what you need, what you need to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's, you know, if someone is a entrepreneur and someone has more than one thing going on. If you have other things that can take your attention or what have you, Yes. And then here's another one. Because I'm so passionate about what I do, people are like, wow, you work a lot. I'm like, well, you don't know my whole life. I don't work, you know, I don't work all the time. But, you know, it's like saying, oh, you have a great job that you love 40 hours a week. And then you have this great hobby that you do 20 hours a week. Well, for me, they they all blend to each other. So mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm making cookies at one o'clock and I'm in a business meeting at 1 30. You know what I mean? I don't care. It all works. But for me, every, I don't know, every couple of months, I take a pen and I find a day in the month and I put a line through it. Nice. Where nothing happens. It's just for you to whatever, whatever. Yeah. But it's a, it's a whatever day. And I scrutinize That's great. if I was to put something in that day, like it would have to be something like, you know, somebody married it's or nine, nine one, one. <laughs> yeah. It's a nine one, one call. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, so I do that. But wow. other than that, if I didn't look at my day in the morning and in the evening, um, to really examine what was important and what I'm doing. So I knew I was doing this, you know, um, what important I was doing, um, then I would lose track. So yeah, I'm, easily. I'm very much, yeah, I, I love strategic planning and I think yeah. it's an important part of my day. Yeah. There's no wonder you've had so much success. Uh, I love that. I, I forgot that you developed a, a planner. Mm-hmm. I have to take a look at that too. That's really I cool. Know. Yeah. We gotta, really, really cool. We got to get your quote in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. I know. I just looked at the quote for the week this week. I was like, oh, look at you. Okay. Plan your bliss. (laughs) Plan your bliss. Yeah. That's right. But that's your quote. That's your quote. Okay. We can use it together. Okay. We can collaborate. I love that. I'll give you a percentage of the t-shirt sales. (laughs) Brilliant. We're on. Okay. Okay. Got it recorded. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about um, surrender. And yes. um, yeah, surrender, surrender. Surrender means different things to different people. So I want you to tell me in the context of creating a life you absolutely love, what does surrender really mean? This, my friend, is an interesting one for me because um, it means different things in different areas. I mean, there's an undercurrent that would all we could all say that surrender is letting go, right? Um, but I think surrender for me, there's a couple of things. Yes. Overall surrender is admitting that I may not know um, the answer to this situation, but I've been in this position long enough and enough times to know that when I don't have the answers readily available to the best thing I can do, the only thing I can do is kind of get on my knees with myself and go, okay, I'm going to let it come to me. Mm-hmm. I've done everything I can. Mm-hmm. I've made all the calls that I can. I'm up against something that I don't seem to be able to handle within the confines of myself. And so I'm going to put it out there at the very least that the answers come to me, that the needs come to me, that whatever. It's like, it's like when you're in surrender, oh, I'm getting a picture of something that I did. So I'll share with you. So when you're in surrender, it might be a really uncomfortable feeling 
might be a really hurtful feeling. It might be actually a feeling of elation. Um, and knowing that you're not alone in that, that's kind of surrender. When I surrender, I join with for I join with the forces, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's a lot of things that we can do on our own and there's a lot of things we can accomplish. So here's an interesting example. It's popping into my head. So why I'm sharing it, who knows? Somebody needs to hear it. So <laughs> Um, um, so I was living with my daughter's father and, uh, she was maybe four. Um, and he's not a metaphysical man. He has other gifts. That's not one of them. He didn't even like massage. <laughs> right. And here he has me as a partner. So, um, I was doing this new business now he's very structural and you know, that kind of thing. And we were, we, you know, it was grassroots, you know, this beautiful baby we had was not a planned baby. Um, there was, you know, him moving from one place to another without, you know, occupation. And we're talking 29 years ago, something like, no, 26 years ago. So entrepreneurship was big and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't an internet. Okay. So, um, I was doing massage and I decided I was going to um, advertise in a magazine that was popular here in Vancouver, and it was called The Common Ground. And I didn't have the money for it. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to put it on my visa. <clears throat> he just was like losing his mind. I'm like, just chill out. So I put it on my visa, and then the, my visa bill came. Now, um, I was under the premise when the visa bill came, you paid it. <laughs> that's what you did. Never missed, you know, you paid it. You paid it in full. And, and I'm writing the check. So that's dating myself. I'm writing the check. And putting it in with the visa and he's sitting there i'm doing the bills he's like we don't we don't have that money i'm like i know but i'm dating it for the day that the visas do right which would have could have been two weeks or three weeks or something he's like yeah but we don't have the money i'm like i know but it's okay because i'm putting it i'm dating it for that time so it'll be there before then like point blank non-negotiable i wish i could still be that way in every day every like and he just looked at me and i'm like no no it's good it's got it and i put the stamp on it like we used to. And I put it in the mailbox. Right. (laughs) And yeah, so that was surrender. Um, and no, no check ever bounced, no visa ever called me, what have you. So I don't know why I'm telling that story right now, but it's that kind of forward thinking Mm -hmm. faith in terms of surrender. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What I, I teach, um, my clients, is that surrender involves trust. And I guess you're, you're talking about trust, you know, and trusting to me and, and particularly in the context of um, the coaching I do with my clients or at the, the retreat is trusting and, and leaning in to that, that soul voice, you know, not fighting it, not questioning it, not doubting it, instead allowing ourselves to be guided by it. Even when, even when we cannot see the outcome, you know, we don't, even know how we're going to get there. And I feel like, you know, I have, I have let go. I've surrendered to that belief that, that at that end goal, there's going to be something pretty amazing, even if I'm not hundred percent sure what it is. And I can't see more than a few steps ahead of me. It's bloody scary though, to, to do that. Have you, I, you know, I look at your, your success and I can't help, but think that for sure, this woman must have, surrendered a lot and trusting her soul voice to guide her in the direction that she's going in. And, and I, I don't know, like, does, does this resonate with you? This idea of, of just really leaning in and trusting that soul voice, even though you, you don't, you can't see that final outcome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I had it about an hour ago, straight up straight up and let me show you how it works for me let me show you how it appears for me and this is why I think I love Brene Brown and I listen to Brene Brown the man in the arena a lot because I've taken a lot of leaps of faith in my career lately like holy holy cow so I was just in the in the kitchen and I was actually rearranging my whiteboard because I told you I'm structural so I'm putting up some things on a whiteboard just bought two more by the way and um because I have these projects that I've just added on one of the projects that I added to the part, one of the projects I put it on is a woman's anthology of 262 women. It came to me, it came in a meditation, that the book came to me as an idea, then I asked, you know, in a meditation, how many women should be involved? Um, um, 262. I'm like, huh? That's funny. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, the most of an anthology I've done is 22, right? Now, I'm like, okay, okay. Okay. So I went with it. 
this was, I don't know, uh, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Then there was a woman that came across my path and I had been researching public relation firms probably for a year and a half or some other things. And then this person got put into my life and her job is to compile books and do all the public relations. She's a PR firm. The cost was double what I would, what I've seen, quoted, whatever, but it felt right. Her name was Angel, didn't hurt and uh, didn't hurt the sales pitch to me. And I did it. And it's wow. US dollars and I'm in Canada. I mean, it just really was quite the, the thing. And it just had this flow. I honest to God, was just sitting there doing the whiteboard for my other business, the, the skincare and the wellness company. And I'm just doing that and I'm figuring it out and I'm leaving room on the whiteboard for some strategy. Um, and then all of a sudden I got this whoosh mm. and it's Brene Brown's goblins. She has Texas goblins, right? They go, you know, what she says that, you know, they're like, so, oh, look at you, aren't you, don't you got big britches, right? And so this goblin came up and sat on my, my shoulder and said, to literally said 262 maybe you should try to maybe you should try to change that before this gets 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 too far till you're too far in i was like wow isn't that funny how it just come i mean i don't even just just comes yeah. just come and so the best thing to do in that is to kind of bring up the other person that goes you know whether you've done it before or not done it before i always say go look at your accomplishment list i have my clients make an accomplishment list because inevitably if they're working with me you're going to come up against yourself yeah and you're going to you know you've got that place inside it's like if you've never done it or what have you and so you need to look at this list of all the things that you accomplished i do one every year all the things that i accomplished last year that i forgot to give myself flowers for and then you know go buy yourself something fantastic and go take yourself for a massage or retreat or whatever um, so, uh, it just comes, comes to all of us, mm -hmm. right. It just comes up. And so, um, yeah, straight up. And then that's when let's hope you have associated yourself. Well, this right. woman, there was a woman in my life who she's not, we haven't talked much in the last three years. She was a client 10 years ago. Apparently I gave her a sticky. I did a, a reading for her and I gave her the sticky and I said, you need this. And she's like, okay, I wrote it out for her. And she, she goes, I want to talk to you. Let's go for a walk. So I went for a walk and she's on the tail end of a very, what she calls an empowering experience with a disease that's quite common for women. So I won't, I won't name it, but so we're walking and she goes, you know, there's this sticky. She goes, I took a picture of it and I'm going to give it back to you. And what a great time to give it back to me. And it says, every queen needs a council. <laughs> and she said she created a council around her for the last three years that made her go through that experience like like a queen and she ran, you know, she ran it well. Awesome. And so I think when you, you, if you are taking on bigger projects and you've taken on before, you have to really align. That's why I'm a true believer in coaches, trainers, therapists, counselors. I don't really care, yeah. but you need to be able to say to someone, say, uh, I, I, I don't, I had this thought of like not doing my project. Yeah. yeah there's so many things that you said in there that I, I want to present one. Um, I want to acknowledge again, I've said it a few times that you are a very accomplished, award-winning businesswoman. And yet you still get that voice, that gremlin you call it, showing up on your on your shoulders. And I, I think a lot of people uh feel alone that way. They feel like they are it's just them, like they don't have the confidence to to move forward because they've got this, what I call the inner critic or that nasty DJ that just keeps spinning the ugly records, you know, that that undermined your confidence. And I love hearing the fact that here you are an extremely accomplished woman who, yes, that still comes up every once in a while. And you've got the tools that have helped you deal with that. that. And I love this accomplishment list. What a great idea mm -hmm. just to have something that you can, when you're feeling that those insecurities, those, those self doubts that want to take you off the path of fulfilling your, your soul journey and just looking at reading that list and boosting up your, your confidence. So you can take that next step and you don't need to know the, you know, the 20,000 steps that are going to get you to, you know, publishing this book that you're talking about. You just need to do that next step. And you then, and it's interesting how people start to come into your life that then align you and further help you along your path. And you're, you are surrendering to the process and trusting that it's going to come together, even if you don't know the full outcome. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And, and it inspires me, you know, and I actually, I just, 
I, I painted a rock, <laughs> a little rock that I'm carrying in my pocket and all it's, it's a small rock so I can fit it in my pocket. And I wanted to put surrender on it, but the word was too big. So I put trust. <laughs> you know, so, and so it's just a little reminder to me to trust, mm-hmm. trust the path, trust the journey and, mm-hmm. and magic will happen. It really will when you can lean into that soul voice. I want to something. Oh, sorry. You look like you were going to say something. So. Yeah. You know what I was going to say? I think the important thing that you said there was tools. Um, yeah. and, and I, I really think it's important. And here's the other thing that I think is important. If you're having those thoughts, I mean, obviously we've been playing this game with ourselves. We have a sense of ourselves that we can let them come up and for the most part, blow them off. But if something is sticking, like you said, if it keeps playing, you got to voice it, you mm-hmm. got to voice it. Just call yeah. someone who, you know, knows things. Look at, I have two people in my life that I can send a message to and go, you know, um, I'm not feeling so good today, or I need yeah. to hear some good things or, you know, give me some perspective and literally say it out loud because when you say it out loud and then someone affirms back to you, the kind of person you are, the kind of duration, you know, the abilities that you have. And because if you are getting out of your comfort zone, you, it's not an option. That's why I like Brene Brown or, you know, Franklin Roosevelt, because, you know, he originally, this was his poem. Um, it's like, you will come up against yourself. You will, but you need to put tools in place. So for me, it's music. For you, it's the rock. For me, it's um, organizing the rest of my life so I can structurally, you know, have framework for the ideas, right? That's important because sometimes people have too much more one or the other. But what what do you do in those moments? That's the important thing. If you feel, I call it spiraling. If you feel the spiral and you're going down, some people call it shame spiral, but if you feel like your spiral is going down, make an instant change right then. I don't care. Go dance, go put on some music, 100%. go call somebody, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, go for a yeah, walk. I, I love that. Thank you for presencing all of that. And what you said earlier uh, about having your your council, your court around you, knowing mm-hmm. who is in your, your council, whether that's a, a business coach or mentor, uh, a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. an accountability partner, somebody that's, that can not necessarily hold your hand, but just be there for you and, and can, and you can share voice as you say what is going on. And you may not dissipate the fear entirely, but you will diminish it by having Mm -hmm. a conversation or voicing it. Journaling helps too. I think that's Mm -hmm. another tool to to use. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Now, In a conversation we had recently, you shared that uh, you had a major breakthrough. You said, I am so good with me that when stuff happens around me that's not favorable, it just doesn't touch who I am. I love that state. It actually gives me angel bumps. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. And I want you to elaborate on it. Tell us about this breakthrough and how surrendering played a role in it. Wow. Um, it was incredible. I mean, I'm 57 years old. Um, no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> wow. You look not that I want to claim it like that, but <laughs> biologically I'm 57, but my cells are dancing around for early forties and that's the truth. Right. But then, you know, we'd have to get into a conversation about mitochondria and that's a whole other show. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so there's, that's, that's a good place to start. Um, so look, I come from a generation where, you know, girls are sugar and spice and everything nice and boys are made up of snails and puppy dog tails. And so that's the truth. And it really came to me last week. And it was like, because I had this overall body experience of epiphany mm-hmm. and I had been, um, I had been distressed about certain things and certain people and certain situations and some business stuff and some personal stuff, a bunch of things that kind of was going on. And I really saw over the course of the last few years, how I was getting a better hold on when things happened, when someone did or said something that hurt me, my response to it, who was, what was that response coming from? Was it coming from like, you know, like a wounded place? Was it coming from a mature woman place? Was it coming from a mature business place? Was it coming from a teenager place? And I started to do some um, kind of descripting around that. And it was really interesting for me to step back and go, okay, 
So there's been some things that I've taken personal. There's been some things that have been societal. Now, I believe that I've been a pretty good recovering, um, I would say, codependent, you know, someone who by nature put them, them other people first. I'm not saying all healers do this or all empaths do this, but, you know, for, for a living, I put, you know, I was healing people for 27 years. So that, that is a beautiful thing. I'm here to serve, but there's been times in my life where things didn't serve or I got hurt or I got offended or I got betrayed or what have you. And I honestly think it was an organic progression of being willing to do the work, Hmm. an organic progression of learning about boundaries an organic progression of being uncomfortable, setting those boundaries, deciding who I wanted to go into, um, what networking group felt right to me, what business conversations felt right to me, really understanding that some people are here for a reason, season, and lifetime, like truly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and starting to get okay with that. And the more I got okay with that, the more I got really okay with me. Now, whether it's wisdom whether it's, I mean, I remember sharing with my daughter, my daughter's 28 years old. And I remember sharing with her when she turned 16 and I did a really big sweet 16 party. And, you know, my belief around that transition for her. And I said, here's how it's going to go more than likely in your twenties. You're going to care a whole lot what people think. And probably in your thirties, you're going to probably be, you know, the whole Joneses and their house and my house and my, this and my marriage and my kids or my not marriage or my not kids or my career, whatever. I said, by the time you start moving into your 40s and getting to the end of your 40s, because you've come from this generation, if you still give a crap about what people think about you, shame on you at that point. Because (laughs) that's if you're still there, we need to do something. I was still there in my 40s. I really cared a lot about what people thought. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it came from not caring about what people thought. I I think it came from caring more about me, getting a sense of life knowing what's important, seeing how, you know, what, what, what is it that makes, what is it that gives me joy? And there's a lot of self-empowerment, not self-righteousness. It's different. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone's being self-righteous, my statement to my daughter was pretty self-righteous. And if you still care what people think, well then shame on you. Right. I probably, I didn't mean to shame her in the shame, but you know what I meant? Right. I'm like, we can get, you know, we can do this girl. And, um, and I even noticed it, you know, it comes up in little pieces, like, um, what are people going to think? You know, if I post that on social media, oh my word, right? I was like, you know, in Happy International Women's Day came along, and everybody who knows me knows that I love Gloria Steinem. It was the moment of my moment when she signed the book, and I had a moment with her, and so I was blasting all this, you know, pictures of uh, of um, of her, and I sent it to a couple of male friends, and I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to think of that, and I was like, oh, I don't really care. So that really, I don't care, came from a really true place. And so just recently, I've been able to be in situations in the exact same situations with the exact same people that were not the, that were not really not so great. (laughs) And I was different. The situation wasn't different. They weren't different. I was different. And I was like, five, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I was like, I think I finally came to the place where I truly, really don't care what people think in the sense. And when I say that, what I mean is it doesn't mess with my core, right? It means it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable in the chair. It means I can walk into the room knowing that someone is not favorable of me and know it has nothing to do with me because I'm good with me. Yeah. I love that. That's been the journey. That's a journey. That is a journey. And I, um, I wanted to, sister sister (laughs) the journey the journey never ends right it's 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 not like one and done you got to continue continuously do the work you know continuously do the work well and everybody's journey is different right I mean I don't think that uh you know someone who's you know culturally it's different where you're raised is different the rules of your home are different um you know when you think about uh just all of it like just all of it is so different for every generation that they're, we're all playing in a different swimming pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. I so appreciate you and your time with us today and your insights and, 
and showing up full on. I love that you put on some country music and dance before coming. That's such a great idea. I love, yeah. uh, I love doing it. It's the power of music can really shift our moods and get us ready for, for something. And I felt you being fully present with me today. So thank you so much. And I suspect you that that's just the way you show up. You show up um, being fully present and you know you have the tools, you know what you need to do to, to be able to play full out. And I think that's really important. Understanding yourself. I feel like that's almost like the, the underlining message through our whole um, chat today is really understanding who you are, listening to what is going on here, recognizing that it's a gremlin that might be talking to you. And even mm-hmm. having the noticing of um, yeah, that doesn't, that bothered me before. And, oh, that doesn't bother me now. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and just, just having those noticings and being aware. So thank you. Thank you for all the things you shared with us today. I really appreciate it. I, <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. Well, thank you for inviting me to come on. It's a, it's, um, it's refreshing to be able to talk even about talking about Ayurveda. Um, yeah. a lot of times when I speak and I talk, it's, it's a lot about, um, you know, finance or business or top performance, or now I'm spending a bunch of time with millennials and that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, so it's, I always love coming home to my roots. You know what I mean? Like, so when I say spiritual, it's like, um, that's, I mean, that's who we are. And, you know, if I would share anything with anyone, um, it's like to get to where you need to go, it's, it's bliss and uncomfortableness, really. Like if you want to continue to grow in whatever area you want to grow in, right. There's a, there's a sense of uncomfortableness and there's skills that you learn along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. If anybody wanted to connect with you, uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the best way for them to do that? So visit your well, website? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy. It's debdrummond.com, D-E-B-D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D, debdrummond.com. Um, it's deb at debdrummond.com is my email. So either one of those two are really great. And, you know, I make it really easy. I'm Deborah Drummond on Facebook. I'm Deborah Drummond on LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) And then it gets a little, you know, then it's Deb Drummond, you know, official on Instagram. So I I try to keep it pretty consistent. (laughs) And we'll, we'll put all your contact information in the show notes as well. So people can, uh, can reach out. Absolutely. Oh man, always a pleasure. So much, uh, Deborah. I really enjoyed our conversation. I feel like we only scratched the surface of what we could really get into. So we might have yeah. to do a, have you back on the show another time. Absolutely. It'd be a pleasure. And I'll look forward to having you on mine. Awesome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you, Joyful Journeyers. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please uh, leave a review. We'd, we'd love hearing from you and have a, we'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated with you, please visit our website at joyfulinspiredliving.com. Sign up to receive a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom and become a member of the Joyful Inspired Living community. For a deeper spiritual dive, check out our retreats. We offer both in-person retreats on beautiful Bowen Island in British Columbia, as well as online retreats that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And finally, if you liked our show, please leave a review so more people can find it and learn how to access their highest self. And together, we'll raise the collective consciousness.